Discretion is advised. You are listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Lucille. And this is Calvin. And calling in will be um, our host, Francis. <laughs> yes, yes. Francis stubbed oh. his toe very badly, unfortunately. And oh, there, he there he is. And Francis, You're can right you now. hear us? Hi, Francis. How's your toe feeling? Hello. How's your toe feeling? Hey, can, are can you, you able hear, to hear us? us? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. okay. So, how's your toe feeling? Uh, it's doing much better. It's doing much but, better. Uh, yeah, doing much better. Yeah, I uh, I I uh, fucked up my foot, and uh, I I I. I I stubbed it. I was it was in the middle of the night. I got up to use the bathroom and I hit it really hard. Ugh. And I really wasn't going to do much about it. Nancy came over, my sister, and she saw that I was, you know, walking all fucked up. And she insisted. She, uh, and I was like, it's not that bad. It's a little red. It's not swollen. And she's like, take your shoes off. I want to see your feet. <laughs> yeah, because it can get infected. Like, if you, if you like, don't... Um... You know, your doctor told you to stay off it. Like, if I think, like, if you just keep, like, fucking with it over and over, because, like, I've had some bad situations happen with point, with, like, point dance when I was younger. And, like, you, when you just keep fucking with your toe, like, over and over again, it, like, it can get, get pretty gnarly. Yeah. So I, so I showed my feet, and that she's like, it is swollen and it's very red. And I think you should take a picture and see if you can send it to a doctor. So that's what I did. I got in touch. We're very lucky nowadays that we can just like send pictures to doctors. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, and we can like zoom in to doctors. Oh. Oh. Was that him or okay. us? Hey, you uh you with us again? Francis? Hello? Okay, there we are. There we are. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds, we lost you for a yeah. second. Yeah, it sounded like you were yep. have, you were having a um some uh, connection issues a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, she said she said uh, to stay off of it for a few days as much as possible. Take some ibuprofen, and she asked me what kind of shoes I had, and I said I said they can best be described as old man at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and she laughed and and uh, said I think that's perfect. Good. But let's get on to you, Lucille. You had a trip to the psych ward. Yeah, it was a very wrongful trip. Um, you know, I had called to make, I mean, granted, I will say that I was a little upset because somebody had urinated in my bed. So like, you know, like they like a drizzled urine. It wasn't like they like sat there and peed, but like they drizzled urine and like I could see this pee spots and like it was wet. So, um, and um, they knew it happened because nobody, the police and the, the workers did not want to touch my, um, my like stuff. So like if they don't want to touch it, they know it happened. You know, because I brought it down to show them. Like, I like I touched it to show them. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I want to, sh- you know, show you. Like, um, they didn't want to touch it, but then they still, like, they didn't even want to give me a blanket, my shelter, like, um, to sleep. They said I could sleep somewhere else. Like, they said I could sleep on the couch, but they didn't want to give me a blanket. They didn't, you know, it was freezing cold. It was, like, snowing that night. Um, so then until I, like, uh, said I was calling the police, they wouldn't give me a blanket. Then, you know, they said, I don't have to call the police because they gave me a blanket. But I, at that point, just felt like they weren't really taking me seriously. And I wanted to make a police report then because if, they, if the shelter's not going to take me seriously, then, like, 
you know, I just want this on record, you know, because like I've had organized crime out to get me. Like, I don't know if these girls like, you know, are being paid off because like some of them have been at knowing way too much information about me, things I don't share on the air, things I don't share on Facebook, you know, um, things that are very private that are only shared with my best friends and like, and like my therapists, you know? So like, um, you know, I really wanted this to be on record just in case like this situation escalated, even though I didn't know exactly who did it. Like I, you know, we can narrow it down because of the way the pee drizzled. Like it was definitely somebody who was born as a man. You know what I mean? I, I believe, but like the cops did not like thought, like understand that logic. They, they like didn't understand why I could like, um, know that but like i just think like girls can't pee that way like in little drizzles like like or not i'm not to say they're not girl i i don't know what they identify as the, these two like um people in the shelter that like are were born as men but like they don't they don't clock as um women but that doesn't mean they're they don't identify as women you know what i mean like they might identify as women i'm not sure how they identify um you know maybe they identify as non-binary um but like they um they um it, I just believe, and one of them had been harassing me the night before. So I sort of could narrow it down because the other one is very nice to me, you know? So I just kind of could narrow it down to know who did it, you know? Um, and like, but, you know, I understand maybe they can't write there that. Are in the no pl- security cameras? Uh, you know, yeah, they wouldn't even look at the security cameras on, like, they could have seen who went into my room. You know what I mean? Because, like, right. I know it wasn't one of my roommates because of the way, like, unless they, like, like peed in a cup and then like did small little drizzles. But I think even then it would have been really hard to do it. Like it really seemed like it was somebody who had been born as a man, you know, um, like it's just ridiculous that they wouldn't, they wouldn't review the tapes. They wouldn't review yeah, the tapes. Yeah. They wouldn't even give me a blanket. Me the they, they were punishing me. They were punishing me. Like I have pee in my bed and they're punishing me with like, it's freezing cold out. I need a blanket. Like you need to give me a fucking blanket like for the night, even if you want to take it back. And I, I go buy another blanket, you know, th- like, like tomorrow, but like, you need to give me a blanket for the night, you know? And then like, they wouldn't give me like anything, like a sheet or anything to put under my head. And like, I was like, this is like a tactic they've used for me and psych words too, like no pillow. And it was the night before my work. I just felt like sleeping with like no pillow, like on these very uncomfortable couches was like, not really what I wanted to do the night before I had to do like construction work, you know? Um, like I wanted to like not have my body all janked up, you know? Um, but, um, you know, um, they, um, so then the cops, you know, I was a little heated. I think by the time the cops got there, like I, you know, because the cops were like kind of refusing to take the report. And so then I started kind of getting heated that, um, okay. It looks like, uh, uh, Francis's call dropped, uh, but you can, you can continue. Okay. Continue. Yeah. I, then I started to get a little bit like upset that like, you know, I've um, had to, like, make reports. I've tried to make reports, um, you know, in the past, um, like, like, and they've never let me. And I just felt like it, it's kind of, like, a huge um, issue with rights. Like, if you're not going, like, with schizophrenics rights, if you're not going to let schizophrenics make reports. Um, and then, you know, so I started to get a little heated about it. Um, and they, so then they took me to, I like, I will admit that I got a little heated, but like they took me to, um, um, they handcuffed me because I was going to film them. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, I just wanted to film the interaction, like it's to see if like, so that like, I just wanted to put on TikTok and like, to see if this was like, if I was being like too heated or if they were being too heated, because I really believe like they were being too heated. You were well within your right to do that. 
Um, okay, uh, Francis, you with us? I missed some of that. Sorry. So um, I was just saying that, like, um, you know, I, you know, I think we, um, that, like, basically that we, we, where we, where we left off is that, like, I'm, like, started, decided to try to film, the, film them because, like, even though I was, I knew I was a little bit heated, I wanted, like, TikTok to decide, like, who was in the wrong. Like, are they, you know, are they in the wrong right now or am I in the wrong? Like, I was going to put them on TikTok. Um, and they, so they ended up, like, Officer Root, I did not get the EMT's name. He refused to give it to me. He was like a big, big, big guy, like way, you know, way overpowering me. But like him and like Officer Ruiz and Officer Bridgerson, like, you know, um, I did drop the phone when they asked me to. And I might have not dropped it quick enough, but I have like a learning disability. And I, the phone, by the time they attacked me, the phone was already down. I dropped the phone. So like they said, like don't drop the phone. And then they, they, so then they use that as an excuse to handcuff me because at any time they, they just verbalize because like they, their body cams don't actually show visuals. They just show like sound. So they can like verbalize that you're doing something that you're not doing. So they can say like, you didn't drop the phone and then attack you. And like, I did drop, drop the phone and the phone was dropped. And like, they like, how are you handcuffing me without the phone in my hand? If, the, if I haven't dropped the phone. You know, um, but so they handcuffed me and like very aggressively, like all three of them attacked me. And um, then, um, you know, just started being like very rude to me. And like, you know, at one point I even asked, like, am I under arrest? Because like you're not treating me like the way you would treat somebody who is sick, you know. Um, And then and then at one point the EMT, he started lying. They they had told him at the shelter that I was on my medication. Like they have I mean, it's all on record. Like, they give me the medicines so they can, like, look up if I'm taking my medicines or not. He, like, just, like, made up his own story, the EMT, because he wanted it to sound good, that like, he, why he had taken me. And he was like, she's not been on her medic because I got there and I'm completely calm. You know, I'm completely right. calm. And, like, and he needs a reason that he took me. You know what I mean? And, like, there's other people screaming. They didn't check them in, but they checked me in, even though I'm fucking completely calm. And they, um, you know, um, he said, I'm not on my meds. And I, like, stood up to say, like, I, I am on my meds. And then I did not, like, even turn around. And this guy, he ran after me. And then he, like, when he grabbed me, he grabbed me very hard. And I had, like, a fucking handprint on my, like, like for days. I had, like, a like visual handprint. on, And it was swollen on my arm um, where he grabbed me. They would not look at it at the hospital, even though he, like, clearly had injured me. Um, they looked at him because he fell doing this. Um, but, um, and I think he fake fell. This is officer Richardson who did this. Like, I think he fake fell because like, um, he, he like wanted to frame me for pushing him, but because I never turned around and just was standing there completely still, like he wasn't able to frame me. Um, but then like this other female cop came in with the chief and she, this like big woman. And she like, she like started hysterically laughing at me. And then I asked like, again, am I under arrest? And they were like, no. And then I said, um, so do you believe I'm sick? And they were like, yes. And I said, is that how you treat a sick person? You hysterically laugh at a sick person? Um, because that's, you know, if you do believe I'm sick, that's not the right like treatment. They also, the hospital tried to get me to give my social security number um, to the police um, who had just attacked me. Um, you know, like, because I had, you know, at one point said like, 
you know, like I've, you know, lost a hundred thousand dollars to police fucking like brutality because like they took me every fucking single day and I wasn't able to work for like, you know, two years because they took me every single day. And that cost me a hundred thousand dollars because it, like, that's about how much it costs to live in New York, $50,000 a year. You know what I mean? So it cost me like, you know, and I couldn't have a roommate. So I had to pay $3,000. I couldn't have a roommate because like the police were coming every day. How are you supposed to get a roommate? So I had to get like, you know, pay $3,000 for my apartment because I couldn't get roommates. So they cost me $100,000, you know? And I said like, I could fucking sue you guys. I could sue the police. And you know that they, and I like explained, this is like a civil rights issue. So I think that's really why the chief came. I don't think he came, um, you know, um, and it was Martin Luther King Day, and I think it wasn't, even though I am a white person, I still think, of, you know, most of my friends who have are experiencing this are people of color. Um, most of my schizophrenic friends, like, they're, they're like, definitely, like, target um, people of color who are schizophrenics even more. Like, for me, like, I'm a public like, figure, so I think, you know, they have, a, like, um, like, a special anger towards me. But, like, I think, you know, like, the other people I know who... Um, are experiencing this type of police brutality are people of color, like who are schizophrenic are people of color. And it's definitely like, like abnormal behavior for even people of color, like the the behavior that they like are receiving. Um, And so I think it was an appropriate thing to bring up on Martin Luther King day that this is a civil rights issue. Um, And like, because people who are schizophrenic do need to be taken seriously, be able to make reports. If like, I had just seen my psychiatrist two days before I was not in psychosis. I like, you know, had been cleared for not for being totally sane. You know, um, they could have talked and spoken to my doctor. You know, they did speak to my doctor because they found out what, when my next appointment was. Um, and like they called Francis, told him I'm not a danger to myself or others. Technically it's illegal to hold me. I'm not a danger to myself or others. I was taken to interfaith hospital. They kept me till 1130 at night, right after curfew. They, they left me with no phone charge. I had like 1% charge. I luckily was able to call a lift in that one with that 1% charge, but like they thought I had no charge. They would not let me charge my phone. They wouldn't even let me wait for the Uber. It, it was snowing out, it, freezing, um, inside the hospital. I did not have adequate clothing on because they took me in my pajamas with like, and then they gave me a coat, but it was like a spring coat, you know, um, it, it's snowing out. I ended up getting a fucking catching a cold because they, the first day, like they took me, it was also snowing out that day. Like I took, they took me with no coat and like in, into the cold. Um, and like, luckily the cold has gone away, but you know, this is not like adequate behavior to treat like you know, they could have gone and got me my coat. They could have like, gone. there's a lot of things they could like could have fucking done. Like, if I'm not under arrest, then why are you treating me like a prisoner? Yeah, and you don't have to give me your social security number. You don't have to tell them your name. You don't have to show no. ID. You do, you, you do no. not, if, if they try to search you, you tell them you do not consent to a search. Well, they do search you, you in the hospital because like they, you know, um, have to. Um, But like, so once you're in the hospital, but like I, you know, you know, I, but like the reason they, 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 you know, tried to like, they tried to send me to jail because they tried, you know, he tried, officer Richardson tried to fall. I do actually, by the end of it, feel a little bit bad for officer Ruiz because he like did by the end say, I am going to make a report. I don't know if he ended up making it or not. I didn't call the precinct the next day for a number. It's the 78th precinct. I didn't, add, I didn't call to get a report number, but he said like by the end of it, like, like, like after when I was like really explaining, this is a civil rights issue. He said, okay, I'll make the report. Um, and his eyes were kind of glazing over when I was like, you know, saying that like, I will, I, I said to him, to Officer Ruiz, that like, I hope I, I hope that if I die, like end up dead, that I'm going to haunt you. 
That's what I said. I said, I'm going to haunt you for the rest of your life. He said, what, what you trying to get me fired? And I said, I'm not trying to get anybody fired from their job. I don't, I, you know, I, I, I'm just saying that I will haunt you for the rest of your life. And, he, and they were like, that is cold. Um, you know, and I was like, well, I, I am a cold person. Like I, you know, like when I have to be, I'm cold. I also said to the hospital, the hospital staff was terrible to me. They kept trying to corner me. It was an all male psych ward. I don't think it was, they kept saying it was not supposed to be. It just like happened to be all men that the the chances of that are very strange. So I think they put me on the male ward, but, um, they like, um, they were, they seemed to be dangerous men. And like, um, they put me in the corner where like, I couldn't get out if like they all started to try to rape me. And one of them had their dick out the one right next to me and he was touching it. So they were like, he's sleeping. I'm like, he's touching his dick. How is he fucking sleeping? So they refused to like tell him to put his dick away. And they kept telling me that where I had to sit and that I had to sit and that I had, I couldn't stand anywhere in the psych ward. That's not a rule in the psych ward that you can't stand anywhere that you can't like walk around. That's not a rule. You have to sit next to someone with a dick out. That is not a rule. And like, they were like, how would you know? Have you even been to a psych ward? And I was like, I've been to 25 psych wards. I fucking know the rules of psych wards. This is not like how psych wards are run. This is interfaith hospital. They were like incredibly, like I kept telling them like, I'm a religious woman. Like I do not deserve to sit next to somebody. Not that anyone does, but like, you know, I have like religious beliefs. I do not like my religious beliefs prevent me from sitting next to random men with their dicks out. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's not, this isn't a sex party. This is like, you know, I don't like fucking consent to getting fucking raped. In the, and I have been raped in the psych ward before. So like, don't like, she was like, she was like, how, like, why do you think you're going to get raped? And I, she, I was like, well, crazy people do crazy things. And that's when it finally started to turn. But this was after two hours of me yelling that I didn't want to sit next to this guy. And then just like me walking around to different spots saying, okay, I'll stand here then. And then like screaming at me, I couldn't stand there coming at me like this uh, one woman who was my height. She charged me. She was exactly my height. She charged me. We made eye contact for like for like a good two minutes, like like, you know, put like that, that like stare down. Um, and then she called me stupid, which I th- like is not really like, you know, how you should be treating somebody who like if they really did believe I'm sick, like why would you treat somebody like that who's sick? They were also pretty bad to like you know, this kid who had Down syndrome, like, he was not not listening. He just did not want to wear the socks. Um, and, like, he was listening to them. And, like, he, I tried to defend him, saying, like, maybe, he, like, I have personally, you know, a texture issue with these socks. Maybe he does, too. Like, you know, that's, like, a part of neurodivergence. And they were like, don't fucking, like, mind your own business. And I was just like, I'm allowed to speak, and I'm allowed to defend people. This is, like, my community. Like, I, you know, I'm allowed to, like, this is not, that's not part of a psych ward that I'm not allowed to speak. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, this is, none of this is part of a psych ward. I've been to every psych ward, like, up and down the state, okay? Like, and this is not part of, like, Interfaith Hospital is, like, breaking the law. They all had their badges turned, so I could not find their names out. The only reason I got the doctor's name eventually is because when I, like, pulled up Francis's name, um, he realized I was not, like, just, like, telling, like, a schizophrenic tale, you know, that I'm on the radio. He saw Radio Free Brooklyn come up. And then he was like, I said, see that? That's my radio station. And he was like, shit. And then he told me his name immediately. So he knew, like, I'm not, I'm not even going to share it because it's, like, honestly not important because they, like, every single staff member that was on duty that night was a problem. So it doesn't matter who. Like, it, we don't even need to start sharing names at the hospital. That whole interfaith hospital is a problem. They were the ones who tried to get me to share the social security number in front of the cops. Like, interfaith hospital, I asked to be transferred. They, like, illegally would not transfer me. I said, I'll, I will go anywhere. I would go to Kings County. Like, Kings County is not – It's Kings County is – 
called Killer County. Okay, like nobody, like if you're asking to go to Kings County, the, the, the behavior you're being treated with at this hospital is clearly really problematic. Okay, like Kings County is not like a fucking luxury hotel here. Okay, Kings County is a really rough spot, but it's like I do know that I will be, res- I, you know, they wouldn't even give me a pillow there, but I do know that I won't be treated illegally there. You know, uh, like that, that illegal behavior that I won't be raped there. I do know I won't be raped there. I was never like, you know what I mean? Sexually assaulted there. They, they put me in isolation for a week in Kings County, but like for like, you know, I mean, that's the one that dressed me bad, Francis, Kings County. Like, you know, like, so it's not like we're happy with Kings County, but I still like, it's, it was a local hospital close enough to where we were. And I'm asking to be transferred there. If I'm asking to be transferred there, I'm not asking for a private hospital. I'm not asking for like any, I'm not asking for a luxury hotel. I'm asking for fucking like to be transferred somewhere where I not like where my social security number is not trying to be extorted out of me in, in front of people who just assaulted me, you know, and where somewhere where I will be safe, you know, somewhere where they, 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 they aren't expecting me to like, you know, be exposed to dicks, you know, um, yeah, like, and like somewhere where the ward is fucking like held down, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so then they kept me right until after my curfew, they refused to call to ask if I could even come, come in. They refused to tell me where the train was. I, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I've never been there before. I, when I, when I, when I finally get the Uber, there, there is like no train around. I like, we, I did not see it. Like the whole time I get the Uber, like I did not see, I never saw the train. So mm-hmm. it, the train was not close by, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they were, they were just like all like they, you know, um, they like, they also, they were on a train that I would have had to, they were on the ACE. Like I would have had to go into Manhattan to transfer back into Brooklyn and all, all after curfew. They know I'm, I can't get back that late. And they're refusing to call me like a Medicaid ride, which is part of my insurance. You know, they refusing to call me a Medicaid ride and fucking ref- and like refusing to charge my phone so I can call myself a ride because I don't want to get back too late so that I'm not fucking like giving my bed back. Yeah. Interfaith Hospital, their uh, their health grades rating uh, out of 10 uh, patients uh, give it a seven for worse than expected. It, it smelled like the whole place smelled, smelled like piss. I mean, granted, not the psych ward unit didn't as much, but like the, like, I'm talking like the smell of urine in the ER. Like, I've never, like, I've been in so many ERs. I know, I know ERs have smells, but like, this was, I've never smelled anything like this. It smelled like they haven't cleaned the place in like 20 years. And I feel actually pretty fortunate. I, um, I, two, yeah, two years ago, I was in, uh, in interfaith after I got hospitalized for my heart, <clears throat> but in the uh, in the interest of uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I went to um, the Kingsbrook ER first. Okay, so you didn't and go then, to the ER, in so interfaith. I didn't go to the ER in interfaith. So yeah, like I so didn't... once I got on the ward, it did smell like a little bit like the the psych ER. It smells a little bit like more fine. Yeah. Um, but like the like they, it smelled like they weren't like they like people were like shitting themselves and then they weren't like they weren't like um you know leaving them in their shit probably is like what it smelled like in the ER. So like it's actually like that's like really like people die that way. You know what I mean? Um and like um. Like that, like you, like you can't leave someone in their shit, and that's what it smelled like. And like, it, like when I looked around, like the people in the ER were not doing well. And like that's, I've been to so many ERs. Like I know people aren't doing well in the ER, obviously, but like this is not normal. Like the way that they looked was not normal. Like for like I, I really think that they like are like um fucking abusing the patients at, at Interfaith, like in the ER. Yeah, 
like like I don't know about the actual hospital, but like in the ER, they are abusing the patients. They there is definitely something like something missing in terms of their cleanliness because um, I spent four days in interfaith um, recovering from my heart, and like a couple of days after leaving interfaith, I ended up with something really fucking gnarly that looked looked like strep throat, but tested negative for strep throat. So I have no fucking clue what was in my throat for the, the following week. I had so. like the worst cough after I left interfaith, but then it luckily went away. But like, so it was like a brief thing, but it was like, I, I like was worried I had pneumonia again because it was like, so like, like the cough was so, and I didn't have any sort, form of cough before I went. And then like, luckily it went away. Like, and I haven't had it for a couple of days. Like it was like a brief thing, like a 24 hour bug. But like, it was like, I thought I was going to fucking die of that cough. Like that's how bad it was. So like, I mean, 24 hour bugs happen, but usually they happen in unclean. Like you usually catch a 24 hour bug in an unclean environment. Mm, That speaks uh, a lot. Here's Here's some of the reviews. Worst hospital I've ever been to. Horrible service, horrible doctors. Everything is bad about this hospital. Uh, that's true. I got lost on the train. I had a panic attack, and my sugar was in 45. I don't know what that means. Uh, they wouldn't give me water. And- yeah, I believe that the, like, the blood sugar was, you know, they wouldn't give me water. My blood sugar was really low after they gave me, like, these crazy meds, and they wouldn't give me juice. I could tell my blood sugar was low because they gave me, like, crazy, crazy drugs, like Haderol and Ativan together. I didn't want to take it. They forced me to. I was seeing rainbows, and I my blood sugar was definitely low, and they would not give me any juice. Yeah, when you're blood. The worst hospital in New York City. They take hours to attend their patients. The staff are so lazy. Hold on one second. I want to hear what um, Calvin has to say about blood sugar. Oh, like somebody with a blood sugar of 45, they're on the border of like collapsing and dying. Collapsing and dying. Yeah. 80 is the lowest that is uh, the lowest part of normal blood sugar. Like even though I don't. Sorry, sorry. Go on. That person. That person waited. Had to wait three hours. I had to wait three hours. That person's lucky to be alive. They like they were fighting with me over juice and like I like they like even though I'm not diabetic, like sometimes medications can fuck with your blood sugar. And like they like whatever they gave me, like they had her all in the Ativan together. Like it I like no, I was like walking sideways. Like I was like like I could not stand up straight. Like I was and this was like like I was like, you need to give me juice. Like please and I was like it's like I was like, you need to give me juice. And like eventually they did and then I felt fine. So it was a blood sugar problem. Um but they like were like were refusing and like I was clearly showing signs of like blood sugar problems. Yeah, blood like Inability, uh, inability to move, shaky, uh, your body starts to shake. You can start hallucinating as well because when your blood sugar is that low, it affects your brain. I was seeing your rainbows. Brain. That when, yeah, when you say you were seeing rainbows, that, that sounds like you were having low blood sugar. So. Yeah, and like I was like, I could not stand up straight. I was like leaning. I, I was like, and I was like, I, so I, bar- I, I get to the, the room like to, to like be, and I'm like, please be like, and I'm like, barely, like, please, I need juice. I need you. And I'm like, not like, I haven't asked that, you know, they didn't feed us in like 24 hours. Like they, they, well, they fed us once in 24 hours. Um, you know, so that's another reason my blood sugar could have like gotten fucked up. They fed us once in 24 hours. And the, when I get the, get it, the chicken is raw. It's raw. And then they fucking judged me for not eating the raw chicken, you know, because I have anorexia in my history, but like, I'm not going to eat raw chicken. Like, what type of fucking test is this? You know, like, and like, and like, I would have gotten sick. Like, I like barely eat meat. Like, I'm not going to, um, you know, eat raw chicken. Like, I can't, some people maybe can handle that. Like, I cannot handle that. And like, um, like, so I eat like a piece of bread. No, nobody can handle it. 
Nobody can handle that, right? Yeah, it's like very bad for you, like very bad for you. And like it was clearly raw, like it was clearly raw. And like I didn't look like other people's were, so it was a fucking test. But like you know, it's fucked up. And then they fucking judging me for not. Why didn't you eat your dinner? Like it was like like you, like you could see, like it was like. Are you fucking serious? And I like obviously did make an attempt because I peeled off the skin, and that's when I noticed that it was fucking raw. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so if, and it was like hard to be off the skin because it was fucking raw, but like, I don't know like what they did to it because it was like, the skin seemed to look like slightly cooked. Like, I'm glad I didn't bite into it, but like when I opened it, it was like, I'm not talking pink. I'm talking like, it was like, it was like bright. It was the, like, it looked just like, like raw chicken. Like, I'm not talking a little pink. I'm talking like it like was still like bleeding. Yeah, it was still bleeding. <laughs> I, yeah. I, it looks like fucking well, someone just killed it right there. Like, I was like, this is not fucking, like, normal, you know, and, like, this is not normal, and, like, like, I just, like, you know, um, like, I, I, so, and I also, like, you know, like, they didn't offer, ask me if I'm a vegetarian or not, like, you know, I, like, do in hospitals say I'm vegetarian because I mostly am a vegetarian and certain types of meat I don't eat, and so it's just, like, easy, so I... So I do say I'm a vegetarian in hospitals, and they didn't ask me, and they didn't give me the option to have a vegetarian meal. So I ate. Yeah, a- and what some, of the, what some of the other reviewers about specifically about the psychiatric center were saying is that they just they pump you full of drugs so that you won't say anything. Exactly, but and then they 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 they, they pump they they told me I had to take they, I slept for twenty hours on the fucking drugs they gave me. 20 hours. They obviously over-medicated someone my size. I could die. I, like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if, if you sleep for 20 hours, you, that means you almost, you have to end. Okay? Like, you have to end. Um, hold on one second. I'm going to get my vape because this is stressing me the fuck out. Keep talking, Francis. Uh, how about we do, uh, Calvin, oh. would you be so kind as yep, to uh, we are, do a little we're at the halfway with, mark. With, yep, the, yep. with the world? All right, well, uh, Let's uh, get into the uh, housekeeping real quick. We are uh, this is our Starseen Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn, a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely on contributions from listeners like you to help keep us going. If you'd like to support Radio Free Brooklyn, you can make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org/donate. If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn anytime you're not in front of your computer, you can check out the Radio Free Brooklyn mobile app available at the Google Play Store for Android and at the Apple App Store for iOS. And finally, make sure you check out our monthly newsletter where we give you the latest in new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter to sign up. There we go. Honestly, though, the thing that really affected my voices the most in this hospital, like, because, like, they're, like, they're, like, when do you, when do you last hear voices? And I'm, like, I'm clearly hearing them right now because of the treatment. Like, you hear them under distress because of the treatment I'm, like, being rece- receiving, you know? And they, they're, like, and I, I, like, literally, and then, like, I had to stay. Hold on one second. At one point, I had to say to the police that my voices. Don't voices don't make me dangerous. My voices can't kill you. Okay? Like my voices can't come out of my head and kill anybody. Okay? Like like that's not how voices work. You know, this is like a very like it's a this is a it's very disrespectful that like just because you're hearing voices that and I wasn't hearing voices when I was trying to make the report. I was only hearing voices once I get to the hospital. It started with Kelly Ripa. They 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 uh, blasting Kelly Ripa in the middle of the night. It's 3 a.m. They're blasting Kelly Ripa. 
and I, they would not shut it off. And I did not want to, that, so that's why I originally did not want to sit down was because they're blasting Kelly Ripa. And then I didn't want to sit down because like when I, I sit down, I noticed the dicks out and I'm like cornered. I'm literally in a corner. They have all the men like, you know, like I like could, could come and co- like, co- like they like all the seats. There'd be no way for me to get out of where they wanted me to sit. It was just so, so inappropriate like to do that to a woman, the only woman on the ward. You know, like I'm already in a dangerous yeah, that was, spot. That was, another thing that, that was another thing that somebody had written. They said something along the lines that it was an unsafe sexually. It, it was unsafe sexually. I felt I felt I was like people were like people were like looking at me a certain way and they were not protecting me. And that is not that is part of like a psych word is they're supposed to be protecting you sexually. Okay, they are supposed to be protecting you against unsafe sexual like fucking advances. They are supposed to protect me. Okay, and like it felt like they were like only looking at me and it was very weird. Like, you know, um, I'm on this psych word for dangerous men, but it felt like they were only observing me. And then, um, you know, so at one point I said, this all better be a test. Like, and not like you better be testing me in this. Like, it better be a fucking actor with his dick out. There better, you know, this better be part of the test. Or, or like, or you know, I hope Judgment Day comes. On. And I've never wished Judgment Day on anyone in my whole life because I actually think it's one of the darker parts of Christianity, and it's actually not a part of, of Catholicism. And you know, which, which I was raised, and it's like I think Judgment Day is kind of dark. And but like I said, I you know, I, I wish Judgment Day on all of you because you know, I'm fine. Like I, me and me and God are fine. Well, especially after somebody just um, um, did voodoo on me in. Um, in the psych ward, I'm not in the psych ward. Someone did voodoo on me and in in my shelter, and now I think the devil has left me. <laughs> but even when the devil was still inside me, like I still was good. And like me, me and God, like you know, nobody knows my problems with God. Like knows God's problems with me. But like you know, me and God have like resolved them. You know, like I think you know, and some people know that. I think some of them are like you know, I don't know like how that he probably favored my abortions. You know, I'm not sure. You know, but um, I'm not sure how God feels about abortions. You know, like we don't know. Um, but I think like he has forgiven me at this point. Like you know, we have like made amends with that situation, and you know, um, like we, you know, they were mercy killings, and like mercy killings are like, are, are there any mercy killings in the Bible? You know? Um, no. I'm not well versed. But I'm not enough to know. It's probably not any I don't know. But like, you know, it's it's like it, it that is a part of motherhood, you know? Like you know, like people they people like um you know, it's the, the people do it in like at like in wars, you know what I mean, and things like that. Like I would never do it to like a child that is actually alive. I did it to like these children that were like, you know, very small, you know, very like, you know, these weren't children yet. These were embryos, like you know what I mean? Like but like um like but you know i think but still you know god might have had a problem with me for it but you know he like me and god have resolved our problems and so like i don't i'm not afraid of judgment day but like you know i do still think it's part a darker part of christianity and i wished it on all of them for the first time in my life i've never wished that on anyone because i know like you know i know that that's like a dark thing you know because like judgment day is supposed to come with like you know like like much worse than hell like what happens to you if you like don't pass judgment day if you're alive the, like when judgment day happens and you don't pass like that's supposed to be like really dark what happens to you mm. you know it's much worse than hell it's like supposed to be like you know, it's supposed to be like the torture is just supposed to be like next level, you know? Um, and um, I mean, there's like levels of hell too, you know? 
And these people, like these people who are working at this hospital, they're going to the deeper levels of hell. Okay, what they're doing to sick people. And like, you know, and then they like wrote, you know, I came in on no drugs. Like I did have drugs in my bag, but I had no drugs in my system. And so like, you know, because I hadn't used the drugs yet. Um, so like they, um, like they still like tried to write in that I needed like, um, and they didn't even find the drugs. That's the best part. The drugs were still there the next day, but I had told them about the drugs. So they, so they're only hearing hearsay. And then they also tried to like, like say that I'm on crack because like, um, that I'm smoking crack because I told them that there was cocaine in my bag. And I was like, that's come two completely different things. And, like, if you don't know that as a doctor, you're really, like, you need to know, like, what the street drugs are as a doctor. As a psychiatrist, you should definitely know what the street drugs are. There's a big difference between smoking crack and doing cocaine. It's interfaith. They know the difference. They were just fucking with They you. were fucking, they were like, you're a fucking crack addict. You're a crack addict. You're a stupid crack addict. That's what the nurses were screaming at me. And I was like, I was like, first of all, I don't think crack addicts are stupid. They're, like, sick. But second of all, I'm not a crack addict. So you're not going to make me feel bad calling me a crack addict. They're like, you just told the doctor you're a crack addict. And I was like. I definitely did not, and you just tested my pee, and you didn't find no crack in it, okay? <laughs> like, okay, you, like, you didn't find nothing in my pee. So, like, you know, if people who are in crack, they have to do that every day. You know what I mean? Like, you, like that's an addictive, like, it's not the same as cocaine where you, like, ha- you can, like, take some days off, and you can, like, do it whenever you want. You can do it once a month. You can do it once a year. It doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? Like, it, crack is, people who do crack, like, smoke crack, especially smoking it, like, you know what I mean? Maybe snorting it is a little different, but like people who smoke crack, which is what they're accusing me of doing, um, first of all, smell like crack. They fucking like, you, they do it every day. It would be in their pee. Oh, they also made me carry a pee full, like a cup full of pee past all the other patients where they could have spilt it on me. They could have like with no lid. They wouldn't give me a lid. Dead serious. And they, it's disgusting. I was like, this is a fucking public health crisis. You know, like, and also, like, you don't know, like, after, like, all these scares with COVID, we, we don't know that, like, open pee might not just, like, expose people to COVID or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is just, like, I'm just exposing all these people to my pee. We don't know. We don't have a lot of science about what, like, causes COVID. I don't think we, my pee spores should just be, like, spreading out next to, you know what I mean? Right. That's, like, disgusting. Like, we do, like, what if somebody, what if I fell and spills it on someone? It's fucking disgusting. I've been in a lot of doctor's office. I've been in a lot of psych wards. They've never fucking had me carry my pee over to them, like, past all the other patients. Of course it's supposed to have a lid. Of course it's supposed to have a lid. They were like, you could injure someone with a lid. That's what they said. Then get new lids. Then get new lids. Or have somebody else carry the pee. Or have someone else carry the pee. Have someone stand outside the door and fucking give the, and close the lead. I was like, this is, I was like, there's no other way to do this. And they were like, there's no other way. And they just refused, like, then stand outside the door while I'm peeing, which you probably should, because you should make sure that I don't have, like, you know, that I'm not, like, fucking, don't have a condom full of pee in my, you know, like, some people, like, if they, you know, people have, like, tricky ways that you probably should be standing outside the door hearing me pee, making sure I'm actually peeing. And not fucking, like, you know, didn't have some fake pee in my fucking, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's what, that's part of actually the test is, like, every time I've had a pee test, they've, like, stood outside the door. You know, but these people, they they refuse to stand outside the door and close the fucking pee jar. I was like, you're really going to have me carry, like, this pee past everybody? I passed aggressive people who could fucking, like, you know what I mean? Like, these were, like, aggressive criminals in there. Like, you can tell the difference between, like, psych board people and people who are, like, criminals who are being put in psych facilities because they didn't have enough room in jail that night. Calvin. Yep. 
Uh, I am more than okay with us spending the whole hour on this. I just wanted to check in with you if there was anything you wanted to express. Um, about uh, about this topic or just or anything? About anything. Um, nothing uh, Nothing that, that can't be saved for another day. <laughs> Do you want to yeah, do you want to talk thing. about like, like um, do you want to talk good. about your feet? Like do you do you two want to talk a little bit? I feel like you know I have more to rant about, but I don't really need to rant the whole hour. Why don't do you guys have anything you guys want to say about like what it, how it affects like you guys like when these types of things happen to me? Because like it you know it obviously affects like you know the people in my life as well. It's not you know it's not just affecting me like that 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 I'm facing like police brutality and that I'm facing you know like it, it affects the other people in my life too, especially you as like. You know, like, like a black man, know, like knowing the extent of like what police do, like you know, it's like it can be like I'm sure that that's like probably triggering because you know, like you're not like, like, like black men are just like not safe ever on the street with police. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, I, well, I, like you remember like stop and frisk and like fucking like just like fucking like, like, I remember seeing like the fucking my students fucking stop and frisk. You know, we have police in the fucking schools. It's like fucking outrageous. You know, the, the I, and I even told them I'm not against police and policing, and they still fucking like I. And I'm not against you guys, and they still fucking attack me. How it affected me? I, I cried myself to sleep that night. Uh, and then when they also told me that uh, the, they that you can't have visitors and you can't have phone calls. Yeah, no phone on the unit. And that's like, that's, I think that's kind of illegal. Like, I think there's supposed to be a phone on the unit because I'm supposed to be able to call the state if I, um, like, if I'm being abused and there was no way to call the state. I'm supposed to be able to call the state or call 911 if I'm being abused. I have, like, you're not allowed to call 911, but you're allowed to call this, there's a number that you call and they give you paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs, like pages of information and, and the number is in like fine print somewhere in this information. But one time in New York Press, I actually read all that information to find the number. And found the number eventually. And, like, they, that, that's when they paid me to leave. But, you know, they, like, it's illegal not to have a phone. Yeah, I mean, there have been situations where I haven't been able to visit people in psych wards for a period of time. But never, never not been able to get or receive, to, to, to call or not be able to receive a call from someone. And it's crazy. Yeah, it's Really? I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. What, like, sorry, go on. I'm not sure if I'm uh, if I'm able to like find the uh, right words for this because like this is all this is all really kind of new for me and like I've never I've I've never experienced this firsthand and like you're honestly the only person that I've uh, that I've known that has gone gone through anything like this. So it's. But it's clearly a difference between that psych ward you visited me in, you know what I mean, yeah. Beth Israel, and this, you know? Yeah. A, a clear you. difference, you know? Um, yeah, you were actually cared for in Beth Israel. Yeah, but I like Beth Israel, you know? You know, like, they, like, they, like, I wouldn't say always necessarily, like, sexually protect you, but it's, like, actually kind of impossible to always sexually protect a child. Like, I'm not a child. I'm sorry. <laughs> sexually protect a, um, an adult or a child in a psych ward, like, you know, it's kind of impossible. They they don't have eyes everywhere. But like, um, 
you know, but they otherwise like have treated me like very well at, at, at Beth Israel. And like, mm. you know, um, the doctors are at least like maybe the nurses sometimes the nurses and the nurse techs, they sometimes have to be rough, you know, because it's just they're dealing with a lot. But like they, the doctors are at, uh, at least always very polite there. You know, these doctors were fucking calling me stupid. Like, that's not what you do to a mentally ill person. Like, like how is like, like I have like my, my, like it's in my records. Like they called Cal and Lord, like that I have like confidence problems. Like, why would you fucking like say that to me? I mean, I, I don't think I'm stupid, so that, like, didn't affect me, but, like... Absolutely it, not. Yeah, I don't think I'm stupid, but, like, some people, like, it, that could really affect... You know, they're telling this kid with Down syndrome that he doesn't listen when he was doing a very good job at listening. And, you know what I mean? Like, um, like it's, like, it, like may, that could really affect him, you know? And I, like, I do feel bad. We made friends at first, me and the kid with Down syndrome, but... Then he got a little upset because I was yelling because I didn't want to sit next to the dick kid, um, the kid with the dick out. But he, so he didn't understand why I was yelling. And then I had to explain to the poor kid with Down syndrome that I've been raped and I have trauma, which is like, <laughs> I know, like, I don't know, yeah. like, I don't know if that was appropriate, but like, I had to explain to him why I was yelling, you know, because he was like very upset that I was yelling. And he, and then he, he was very sweet about it. He was like, who did that to you? Who did that to you? And I said, like, multiple people have done that to me. And he was like, why? And I was like, I don't like. I don't actually know why. You know, like I don't. Like, that's the problem. We don't really know why people do like that. that like do that. You know, but he was so sweet. Like he really like, like very much felt like very like like very protective of me that that had happened to me. You know, but he was upset by my yelling, and I but I apologized to him many times for it. I kept saying like I'm gonna try not to yell anymore. I'm sorry. Like you know what I mean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm upsetting you. You know what I mean? I, I understand you're trying to sleep. Like, you know what I mean? I did, I did, like, I did apologize to him. Like, you know, people I... Don't, people well, don't want to believe that, that, that there are rapes that go on in, psych, in psychiatric centers. And I'm glad that you met my friend, Allison Downey. Robert's yeah. Big she had had the exact uh, same experience as me where she like, you know, nobody believes that I had been gang raped in, in a psych facility, but like she had had the exact same experience as me. And she also was put in isolation for a week, like a week, like similar to me. And like that, nobody believes that they put people in isolation because it's, it's something we only do to like violent criminals usually, you know? And I think, I, that, that, she, I think that she was in isolation for like two years. I think she said she no. I think she said like a week at a time, like not not for two years straight. She didn't say that, but she she said like like she she said she she had faced like this for two years. She faced hospitalizations, um, you know, like that 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 did this to her. So it sounded like multiple times she was put in isolation. Yeah, yeah, Uh, and when you first met and she asked you where you lived. You're saying, I live in, you know, Park Slope, and, and I was like, you can tell Alice at anything. And, and you're like, okay, I live in a homeless shelter for the mentally ill. And right away, you two are like, blah, 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 Yeah. Because she's gone through so much shit in her life. I she mean, has, she actually gave me a lot of hope, like, because, like, yeah. um, you know, integration for a DID is no longer the goal because, like, they, they believe it's so, like, impossible, I think, is basically probably why it's no longer the goal. Like, I don't know why it's no longer the goal, but it's no longer the goal in in psychiatry um but like i would like to believe that i could one day integrate because that's the only way to stop dissociating and like dissociation is very uncomfortable and not you know and like very dangerous you know um you know you wake up and you don't remember anything and you weren't didn't use any substances 
you know, we only figured out that I had DID once I stopped using sub. I, I had a year off, like pretty much off substances, and that's how we figured out I DID because they they just believed it was substance induced psychosis, substance induced dissociation, you know, blacking out. And um, but I even though I was using very little substances, so I did you know go to rehab even though I kind of wrongfully went to rehab. But then when I tried to do like a step down in New York, New York would not um, allow me to because they said they like they, that in New York, we, these people have real problem, like real drug problems. And I don't have a real drug problem and they can't like they can't use the, a spot for me. So I didn't get get a step down after rehab, but like a rehab did take me, um, you know, I think because like I was um, the problem is, is I was like using like like I wasn't using like a very high amount but I was using it as a way to not eat probably like I was using it like to help me not eat. And so like I would have died from not eating, you know what I mean? So like, it, you, like they take anybody who's going to die into like rehab, you know? And so like, but you know, I mean, rehab said I didn't need to be here there either though. They, they said like, they really took me to like stop the cycle of institutionalization. Um, because like they felt like Renfrew was wrongfully institutionalizing me again and again and again. And they, like, wrote in my records to, like, stop doing that, you know. Mm. Um, I mean, I have a different care manager now and a different health insurance. So it's, like, now, unfortunately, like, it could happen to me again. But, like, I think the state is even less likely to, like, send somebody who doesn't need to go to rehab to rehab. You know what I mean? Like, on, on state insurance, like, probably, you know, it's not even come up, you know, like, on state insurance. I think in, with people with private insurances, sometimes they send you to care you don't need, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the one bad problem about having good health insurance is like sometimes you get care you don't need um, because they just like like your fucking health insurance is money. <laughs> I mean, like like um, poor David, like David, like just got found out he was like misdiagnosed by Brooklyn Hospital. You know, he had been like it, they had been keeping him for like two months at a time. And now it turns out like he they never needed to do that. And like he never had COPD like they said he did, which is like almost terminal. You know, it's a very scary thing to be diagnosed with. And New York Press said he doesn't have that. And he just has asthma and like and like a little maybe a little bit of sleep apnea, I think, or something like that. Like some problems with his sleep, but like not COPD, which is very, very dangerous, you know. And that was like making him lose hope. And like poor David, like. You know, I, like, would never want him to go to Brooklyn Hospital again. You know, um, I, that's another hospital I have major beef with now. And um, they, you know, they don't have a psych department. So, like, I have never been there, but. Because <laughs> that's like. <laughs> I mean, I've been there to visit him. I've been there to visit him, but I've never, like, been there as patient. But, um, you know, like, um, yeah, I wish they I just let the, the cops take me to New York Prez. But I. Um, you know, like I, I like, you know, didn't know if they would take me because I had just explained to them that like I like might want to sue them. <laughs> so so like when I told the cops they won't take me, they didn't even check. They just they said, all right, interfaith it is. And um, I yep. didn't but yep. I didn't know what interfaith was. So just real uh, just real quick. Nine minutes. OK, nine minutes. Wow. We talked a long time. We have no faith in interfaith. We have no and faith. You know, in interfaith. Really- they were also very rude when I said I'm polytheistic. Um, like, and that I don't, um, like, like subscribe to just one religion and I like research multiple religions. They were like very rude about it. Um, and like, that is actually like probably the most like diplomatic way you could view religion. I like that as any, like, like, you know, like to say that you like, you know, um, like 
like, and especially like Judaism and Christianity are so close. Like, how could you say, like, like, I, like, I just can't decide if Jesus is a Messiah or not. Like, leave me alone. Like, so some days I'm Jewish and some days I'm like Christian. Like, leave me alone. Like, that's not weird. They were like, that's like, they were very rude about it. Like, like, and like, I was angry that I like didn't have one, you know? So then I eventually just said, okay, listen, I believe in God. Okay. That's, that is my religion. I believe in God. Okay. That's, you know, like, and they were, they were very rude about it. And they like, you know, like I like the, the polytheistic people exist and they they should not be discriminated against. And, um, you know, like and also like that, that hospital needs to serve everyone. They shouldn't like what if I was an atheist? Like they need to serve everyone. You know, they need to serve everyone. I mean, it's called for fuck's sake, interfaith. interfaith. Yes, I was just getting ready to say it's that. It's called interfaith, and I'm so I'm saying I have like interfaith beliefs, and they they are upset with me for having interfaith beliefs. Yeah. Yep. I'm glad we're on the same page on that. <laughs> and I was it's asking the cop. Hypocrisy. I said interfaith. Like, what faith do they follow? Because I need to know. Because like some, you know, sometimes, you know, New like that's I think the problem with New York Prez is sometimes they can be like a little like harsh with me because like they don't view me as like a good Christian, you know, like girl, um, you know, because like they have been very critical of my polyamory. Um, I mean, even like my fucking health insurance, they, they called because I was like, like, obviously like they said something because like, I've never had a care manager call before. And they, they said they do this every time someone ends up in the ER, but bitch, I, I've been ended up in the ER for like 20 times since I've been on your insurance. And I never, like, I never fucking had you guys call me before, but like they said, every time they end up in the ER, they have the care manager call. So she called me and she like, she was very rude about when I said like Francis was one of my partners or Calvin or I forget which one of you I gave, but I gave one of you as an answer, like for emergency contact. And I said, like, you gave them, you gave them nine. You gave them, they called you, you? Me. the health insurance. Like, yeah, they, they, the first time they called me it was six thirty in the morning. Stop. I was asleep. I missed. No, yeah. I'm not talking about the hospital. I'm talking about the health insurance. Oh, health insurance? No. No, yeah. So I gave one of you. I don't remember which one. Like they just said, I need an emergency contact. Mm. For me, the health insurance needs an emergency contact. So I gave it, and she was like very rude. She was like, "So your partner?" And I was like, "What?" After I said one of my partners, and I was like, "No, like it's like." I, I said what I said and I meant it. Someone who hasn't gotten laid in like 10 fucking years. I know. Totally. <laughs> like one of your partners. They're like, they don't want to fucking hear that. They're like, one of your fucking partners. <laughs> you know, I know that, uh, that we're promoted as a comedy show, but I'm glad that when anybody fucks with any of us, we will spend an hour calling them the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, yeah. we do bring up, like, the comedic moments of it. Like, I think it was pretty funny that I, like, wished judgment on day on them in, like, at this in, in, interfaith hospital, and they actually all, like, cowered. And, like, I, like, and, like, I, the only thing I did that was a really kind of off-color and, like, not my, not, not my best fucking, like, um, day in history is, like, when that woman, she was kind of, like, one of those, like, non-lesbian butch girls who, like, doesn't, just, just kind of, like, butch because she doesn't want to take care of herself. And so I kind of like, um, there's a difference Damn. between that, you know, you, you can be butch and hot. Like, like, obviously I think that I'm like, you know, I'm trans, like I was trans for a long time, but like, she was just like, sort of not taking, like, she just didn't look like she was really like, you know, like, like her hair wasn't bright. You know what I mean? She just like, didn't really look. So I was like saying like, you're stupid because you wouldn't look like that if you weren't stupid. <laughs> she, she called me stupid. <laughs> and then I was like, fuck, that was really wrong of me. I'm not that vain, but I, maybe I am. I had a therapist once call me vain. She said I'm incredibly vain. I don't see it. 
What? You don't, I don't see, it? see that. I don't see it either. I don't think that that's the reason I had an eating disorder. I think that like, my eating disorder was all about like control issues. You know, I think Renfrew likes to, like you know like just like you know knock you where they know it will hurt. You know what I mean? Like because like I think she knew that I would feel like that's an insult to be vain. You know what I mean? And so she was insulted. No, no. I think you probably had an eating disorder because the incredible pressure is being put on you in high school when you were uh, captain of the cheerleader. Cheerleader. And I also then like went on to a career in dance where like I was literally being told by my bosses, some of them, that I want you to look anorexic. So yeah. when somebody wants you to look anorexic, what do you do? You become anorexic, you know, and like it's hard. And then, you know, and then I did cure it even while dancing. I did cure my eating disorder and at one point started like training in silks and aerial and trapeze and like focusing more on like being muscular than than being anorexic but then after my husband abused me so bad i like fell back onto anorexia is what happened you know because i i was like healthy i was like a healthy i was healthy like at one point and i'm doing really well um at, like but then after my husband abused me like it's like a coping mechanism you know yes yeah and uh lucille just real quick just want to let you know like if you ever find yourself back in that shithole interfaith i live near interfaith call me I, w- I will. I will. Yes, I, it, but they didn't let me call anybody. Uh, and I was handcuffed. If, you can, if, you, can, if mm-hmm. you can, if you can, well, if there's any way you can put on an SOS to anybody, I'll be there. Thank you. Just, just want to let you know. Yeah, I, I mean, if I'm ever there, like, medically, they would let me call you probably. I don't think they're going to take your phone if you're there medically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, because, like, I, now I know it is, like, one of the hospitals they will send me to, like, so, and I, like, have had pneumonia before, so, like, they might send me there, like, if I got pneumonia again. Mm. You know what I mean? And I yeah. don't want to go there medically either because, like, they weren't taking don't. care. Don't. don't. From personal experience, don't. I, <laughs> I, I found that if you say you're going to sue the hospital, they usually don't take you there, especially if it's a public hospital, like, if you're in the ER, if you're in the ambulance. If you're like, I'm planning on suing that <laughs> hospital. Ah, <laughs> 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 That's usually how you get away with, like, not going to a hospital. You can't say that about every hospital, but you can say that about, like, one. Two you minutes. Know? All right. Does that, do you guys have anything else to share? Uh, no. I want to thank you both so much for stepping up. Uh, I, I uh, you know, I probably would have not run a repeat and dragged my ass over there. It would have been stupid of me to do so. And uh, thank you for for you know, making it so I could call in tonight. I really appreciate it. My foot appreciates it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, thank you for running the board so I could focus on talking because, like, I right. like I just wanted to, like, it, it was, since this story's a little emotional, not focus on the board as well. That's no problem. That's no problem. Um, and, you know, um, yeah, like, they, the, yeah, I really appreciate the Art Starcine family and everybody who's listening. I appreciate all of you guys. I I appreciate you sitting through shit posting tonight. <laughs> I guess it's not posting, but shit talking. <laughs> hey, this is the hour to do it. <laughs> shit radio. <laughs> no, it's good. It's One not minute. shit radio. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, he was he was mad scared when he realized what. Like, so he might. I think that that doctor knew who Radio Free Brooklyn was. So shout out to Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have clout. We have clout. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, oh, shit, when he saw Radio Free Brooklyn come up on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's that's the kind of notoriety we need. That is the type of notoriety we need. 
<laughs> Especially as a Brooklyn radio station. You yeah, need to I, let people know that Brooklyn's still hard, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn's still, still coming for you. <laughs> all right, 20 seconds. Um. All right, we love you guys. Love you guys, too. And hopefully, uh, I mean, I will probably be there next week. And everybody out there, show yourselves some love. Show some love to others. It's important. And you know that it is. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.